Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on another action-packed weekend of league action in Scotland No change at the top yet again The Celtic respond to a temporary cut to their advantage With a 2-0 win at Ross County Rangers had done their bit beating Dundee United the day before With questions arising about the future of Malik Tillman and Alan McGregor There were big wins for the likes of Kilmarnock, Motherwell, Aberdeen and St Mirren as Hearts woes continue I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight is Cammy Bell and Roger Hanna The East-West divide along the M8 Has never been more apparent than this weekend Gordon Celtic, Rangers, St Mirren All win Hearts and Hibs When will they win again? And all Hearts and Hibs have done Is open the door to third place in the Premiership For a team that lost to Darville That might be the biggest shock of the season or the second biggest shock to Ian Maxwell saying that Val's working okay? Cammy, we're back with a bang. It was a good international break, but you can't beat the bread and butter of league action. Yeah, domestic football's back, and it was back with a bang, to be fair. Um, some some brilliant, brilliant results in there. Rangers and Celtic obviously keeping up their, their form going into the old firm game, but a massive win for Kelly against Hearts at the weekend, um, and then some really exciting games. 0141 951 1025. That is the number you need, so let's hear from you. It's very easy on a Monday night. What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend? That's it, and you can take it a stretch further if you so want by delving in. To some of the finer details Of course there was Ross County Against Celtic yesterday Celtic scoring late in both halves At Malky Mackay Well he was not happy With the award of the penalty That Jota stuck away What did you make of that? At Rangers fans on Saturday We spoke to some of you And it felt like a familiar story You were happy with the win Pleased to keep the run going But maybe a bit underwhelmed At not being able to kick on And and win more convincingly in terms of scoreline Is that fair? 500th appearance for Alan McGregor What now for him? How keen are you to keep Malik Tillman? He was clearly the main man at the weekend 01419511025 That is the number you need You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB And just to set the tone Roger Hanna What was your result of the weekend? Result of the weekend, I touched upon it there St Mirren 3, Livingston 0 They were very, very tight They were nip and tuck for 6th place in the Premiership I fancied a draw at Paisley And every time you press that goal flash button For a wee while on Saturday afternoon It seemed to be heading for Fraser, Wishart and Paisley A big, big win Not only do they go above Livy They go above Hibs And they go to Hearts next Robbie Nielsen should be worried mm. Cammy. Yeah, it's got to be Kelly for me Massive result for them Especially going behind in the game um, To launch Shankland strike um, Then to come back 2-1 And hold on with 10 men It was a massive win for them at home Oh, interesting Two home wins Overlooking the obvious one Easter road But that's fine that's, it's, not, it's not my call It's up to you two If you want to be you know, terrible in your decision making that's, that's, that's your business There's more to come in that um, game, Gordon Don't okay. worry Right then, goal of the weekend Someone better mention it I'll go first, yep yeah. I'll give you it Sean Goss Finally. Free kick okay. Fantastic free kick One of the best ones I've, I've seen this season uh, Pinpoint accuracy In off the bar Great pace in it um, Brilliant, brilliant goal Okay Roger A weekend for the lefties Alessandro Bernabe's First goal for Celtic Just to put the seal On the win in Dingwall yesterday Greg Taylor almost Opened the scoring In the first half Hitting the far post With a right foot shot And Bernabe Who came on For Greg Taylor After he suffered a dead leg Showed him how it was done Fine Okay finish. Howler of the weekend Who's getting it in the neck Roger Hanna Well 
I was at Easter Road watching your brave boys secure three deserved points and the most foolish act of the weekend was David Marshall trying to have a shoving match with Kevin Van Veen. Stuart Kettlewell said after the game he had simply poked the beast and, <laughs> you know, not only did Van Veen score a penalty past Marshall, score a free kick past Marshall, but also saw Marshall concede that penalty with a, a very ill-judged challenge on Blair Spittle and he had a wee word in Marsh's ear after these goals. Yeah, I'm going to have to hammer the goalies as well. Oh, I'm it's not like you. <laughs> it's not like you. Um, listen, I'm going to have to go big Xander. Um, one that he'll want to forget at the weekend for Hearts. First goal, I feel like he should have done better. He'll know that himself. And then the second goal, I, I felt as if he came into a, an area he didn't need to uh, gifted Kilmarnock the goal. But then it was all went worse from there where he, he came off at half-time injured and that'll be a concern for Hearts going forward. Wow, goalies union membership revoked I think you'll find And we'll finish on a positive then Who's the top man, main performer over the weekend? Well, you won't be surprised It's tied in with my howl And it has to be Kevin Van Veen Two goals to win the game But also 20 for the season, Gordon I think, were you saying off here Only the seventh Motherwell striker In the last 60 years to score 20 goals in a season I'm struggling to think of any top flight side That is so reliant on one individual player as Motherwell are on KVV and it was nothing short of brilliant mm. I won't argue with that Cammy. who's getting the top award from you? Um, it's got to be Alan McGregor I've got to give him a mention for his 500 games for the club um, phenomenal achievement um, just a brilliant brilliant goalkeeper one of the best that I've, I've certainly worked with and seen um, and I would say for me is, is probably the best goalkeeper for Rangers in history that's you then the scene is settle 141951102.5. what is on your mind after the weekend in case you hadn't noticed it'll be quite a big week coming up uh, but let's look back before we look forward so any of the big talking points from the weekend what did you make of them let us know right now 0141 951 1025 let's start with Robert who's on the line from Knightswood how are you Robert? not bad guys thank you what's your point for the guys tonight? Um, again just just to talk a wee bit about Malik Tillman you know I think um, I heard it was a camera there saying he's looking he's looking great whatever the weekend but Tillman, I think, kind of flatters to deceive a lot. Um, especially the, the, the fee that's kicking about getting asked for him, like five million. I, I think Rangers could, it could be money better spent elsewhere. I don't think he performs in the bigger games, the games against Celtic, the games in Europe. He's kind of he's been missing. He's been AWOL. He pops up against the teams the lower half of the table. I just think, as I said, I think to be a bit of a, an enigma, and I think Rangers could definitely use the money in uh, other departments and, and bring in a, a bit more quality. I think a lot of what you said is absolutely spot on, Robert. Um, I think Saturday is a big game for a lot of Rangers players because, yes, Rangers have done really well under Michael Beale since he came back. Um, they've won every game other than the games against Celtic. But the last couple of times they've gone to Celtic Park, or two of the last three, I should say, they've disappeared. A lot of players have disappeared. Tillman against Celtic, Used the perfect phrase He's flattered to deceive This season for me And I think a lot of these Rangers players Malik Tillman Among them Need to prove to Michael Beale That they have the qualities To go to Celtic Park And compete With everything that goes With an away game at Celtic Park No Rangers fans Celtic buoyant A very good Celtic team 
Tillman is one of the Rangers players who needs to show the manager that they can turn up and handle all that because Rangers don't pay £5 million for somebody to score two goals at home to the bottom team in the league. They pay £5 million for players who can shine at Celtic Park. Yeah, but what about a 20-year-old who's got 12 already for the season six in his last six? Yeah, but... Against two, against two well, Hearts and Ross County, Partick, Motherwell, Dundee United. I, I get that. Yeah, Rangers are winning those games with or without Malik Tillman. Yes, he did well at the weekend, but had Malik Tillman not played... I would have said a Cholak or a Sakala or a Morelos or somebody who might have scored those goals, Gordon. I know the point Robert's mm. trying to make. I think this is huge weekend for a lot of Rangers players to show that they can go to Celtic Park and compete. I don't get that. And I know the way, I, I get that, sorry. And I know the way it works, Cammy. Everyone gets obsessed with that comparison and it, some, you know, seconds nowhere and all that sort yep. of stuff. Yeah. But Robert feels like money could be better spent elsewhere Like I said, 20 years of age He played 8 professional games before he came here Listen, that's exactly what I was going to touch on there His age Listen, we're, we're judging a 20 year old here um, You're going to get inconsistency He's he's new to Scottish football he, he needs to take time to adjust And I get, yes, Rangers don't just go and chuck £5 million about But this is a guy that I think will get better um, Continuously, I agree He needs to step up to... Um, the big games when when he come when they come about this weekend is a big one as Roger said for him and for other Rangers players as well they need to step up to the mark in these big games because that's what they're judged on they're judged on the games against Celtic where you need to get the three points or you need to get the victory in a cup game um, but I just I, I think it's very hasty that we're we're judging a twenty year old and he, 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 again the the stats you've given out there Gordon. He has contributed this season. It's not as if he's came in and he's not contributed at all. I think he's been there. I think consistency is probably his biggest problem. He can't quite get that consistent run where he's scoring goals and involved in, in goals every single game. So I just think we're being a little bit hasty on a young guy. Who, which Rangers, which Rangers players have had better seasons than Malik Tillman, Robert? Just out of curiosity. Um, well, that's 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 to the point, though, no, isn't it? We're talking about Tillman specifically. Um, I think Tillman. I think Rangers just now have got somebody there, and in, in, in the youth team, under twenties, I think who is a better all-round footballer, technically better. If he was given the same amount of game time than Tillman, I think he would have produced more. And that's Alec Lowry. Alec uh, Lowry. I know. I know the boy's going through a lot of personal problems just now uh, in his in his personal life, but from what I've seen of the boy, I think he brings more to the party than what Tillman does. To be honest with you. Um, in terms of, aye, the boy said a decent season, mm. hasn't he, uh, Tillman? But I think sometimes we get a bit obsessed because he's German, he comes to Bayern, blah, blah, blah. Why not get the boy louder then? Why not to, be able, to, to be fair then, Robert, and by the way, I take, I take on board the personal side of things, which obviously thoughts with Alec Lowry and all that um, during difficult personal circumstances. So um, notwithstanding that, I could easily flip that argument and say that you are banging the drum for... A Scottish Academy graduate That realistically We've not seen that much of And if A 20 year old Scottish player Was in the Rangers team Having scored 12 goals This season Everyone would be raving about him Yeah so I'm making The comparison then aren't I So yeah. the, point, the, point I, the point I'm making is He's still me worth a 5 million When yeah. we've got a boy there Already he could do the same job but Could he Roger What, but, but, what, what evidence is there To suggest that We don't know he could do that? the same job We don't And I, I absolutely rate Alex Lowry I think he's a fantastic player I agree he should have been Given more opportunities There's been injury concerns In the period That he's not been given The, the game time But I just think we, We're comparing 
Tillman is almost the same age as him So we're, we're being really harsh on Tillman here I think he's had a, a fairly decent season Listen, I get the, the problem is that he's going to cost £5 million. It is a lot of money But you're buying for the future there That's what I think you're doing You're investing your money in the future If you think he's going to improve But the, the point Robert's making is Is he worth the £5 million? And my response to that was Before you're paying £5 million for anyone I, I think you, you know he mm. needs to show that he can handle the big games yeah. and contribute in the big games. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I don't have any desire to even argue that, but I just wonder if, if using that as your sole criteria, is it tough at a time when most people, even the biggest Rangers fans, would just acknowledge that as a unit, Celtic are, are better than Rangers right now, and in those head, some of those head to heads, they certainly have been. So you know, if, if Malik Tillman has an an okay game at the weekend because Celtic are are simply better, is is that enough to then write him well, off personally? Well, this summer for Rangers is all about catching Celtic. Michael Beale has shown since he came in at the tail end of last year that this Rangers team is mm-hmm. far better than Hibs Hearts and Aberdeen and the rest. They battered Hibs Hearts. They scored four at Tynecastle and four at Easter Road. Um, they scored three at Pataudry. Far better than all the rest. This summer is about constructing a team that mm-hmm. is able to compete with Celtic. Since Michael Beale came in in the league, they have competed with Celtic. They've gone, you know... We've won every game and drawn one. Celtic have done the same since Michael Beale come in the door. So he needs to get a team next season that can compete with Celtic yeah. because the Old Firm games next season are going to be bigger than they've ever been before. You know, they will decide next season who, who wins the league. And he needs players who can cope at Celtic Park in front of 60,000 Celtic fans and everything that comes with it. Uh, they can't take another 3-0 or 4-0 beating as they've had in the last 18 months. A lot of Rangers players need to show on Saturday that not only can they get a result on Saturday, but they're able to cope next season. What is there though? Why does it have to be so narrow? Why would you be so against? And this is going to sound like I'm, I'm Malik Tillman's agent. I don't really, I don't really care. But it's just you're arguing one way, so I'll sort of push back. Um, why is it not a possibility that? With the rest of the team improving, that you then get the better out, the best out of someone like Malik Tillman. He's twenty. He continues to to get better anyway. If you were just to go through them all one by one like that, then you might end you might end up not wanting any of those players to stay next yeah. season, which obviously doesn't work. No, that that doesn't work. But I mean, Michael Bill's already said he wants to bring five in. Don't know whether Tillman's among those five mm-hmm. or in addition to those five. But um, he, he needs to be able to compete better. Raskin and Cantwell, who came in in January, were left out of the League Cup final team. And they improved the Rangers team. They didn't transform it. Celtic still won the League Cup final. But the team looked better with Raskin and Cantwell in it. So they've shown, albeit in a very, very small sample, that they look okay in this fixture. Tillman's still to prove to me that he looks mm. okay in this fixture. Let's hear a bit from Michael Beale. Yeah, I've never felt anything different from him. He's really locked into the staff and he's really invested in the team. He comes away with two goals, so he's, he's showing good signs that he can he can do a variety of jobs. And at such a young age, I think he's got a really high ceiling. Everything's positive around that boy at the moment. I think the boy can play at a really high level. Playing here at a big club, there's a demand every week to make an impact on the game. And I would say more often than not, certainly since I've been in the club, he's done that. Let's thank... David for his call It was Robert, sorry, my apologies Robert for his call Graham is up next What's on your mind Graham as a, a Rangers fan? How do you look back on the, the weekend? Is it is it a good win? Three points, that's all that matters Did you want a bit more from the scoreline? I think the second half performance was really good The first half was slow And they don't shoot enough But 
overall it was a good performance, a good result. That's all you can go for. <laughs> but the point I was wanting to make was about Saturday. It's uh, the problem is going to be up front, mate. Cholite will know how to blow up and get players up to near him because he's a penalty box striker and Morelos just isn't interested. So I was thinking, asking Cammy maybe, go with uh, Arfield as a number nine. We can't just staff him. We're already picking teams for a game that's six days, five days away. That shows you how it's, it's a big week, Cammy. Um, but that, I suppose that probably all feeds into what Rangers fans saw at the weekend. We had a lot on the phone at the weekend. Graham saying himself, first half, and bits of the attacking player not fluid enough for some Rangers fans that, that seem to get in touch here. Yeah, um, and I, I get some of the frustration when I watch the Rangers games as well. I, I sometimes think it is a little bit disjointed and breaks down too easily and um, they maybe don't create enough... For, for all the possession they have in the final third against other oppositions um, so yeah listen I think he will go with one of the strikers obviously um, but it needs to be a big performance from them they both need to step up to the plate um, I don't think they're, they're in great form at the moment the pair of them um, but it's a, it's a as Roger said this is a huge test for the character the mentality um, of Rangers at the moment and, and where Michael Beale sees them next season with uh, with regards to the personnel that will be there because it's a big game for the two strikers as well I think we'll probably see Morelos is off um, but Cholak as well he needs to he needs to step up to we the plate in these say that when the teams came out at the weekend Roger it was only a couple of weeks ago Easter Road everyone kept phoning the show or tweeting and saying ah this is, this is a sign this is it you know this is a significant week it looks like you know Morelos' time is coming to an end it's just Cholak going forward where are we? Where are we now? Graham said there is Anfield an option. I wonder if Fashion Sakala is the option through the middle for this fixture specifically. Um, that would allow Michael Beale to use Kent Tillman and Cantwell as well as you know two from three between Raskin, Jack, and Lundstrom. Fashion Sakala is often in this fixture done well. He scored at Celtic Park. He very nearly got a winner at Celtic Park this yeah. time last year, if you remember. Um, prompted that own goal from Carl Starfield in the Scottish Cup semi-final and when teams and Cammy played for Rangers Cammy knows when teams play Rangers home and away they often play with that low block and Sakala's biggest asset is his pace and he doesn't get to use his pace much you wonder in this fixture mm. if this is the one game in the calendar where Fashion Sakala could actually use his natural asset the way Peter Lovingcrans used to 20 years ago you know Gordon um, Graham just that clip we heard from Michael Beale later on on Malik Tillman Full of praise There was A lot of praise for him On Saturday From Rangers fans Saying Pay the money Keep him But you'll have heard Robert the previous caller As a Rangers fan Who's not as convinced How do you feel? Uh, well I'm mixed I think he's a good player But I'm not sure About the £5 million pound, mate. He's, But he's only a kid So he's got he, We've all improved But I'm not sure About that money It's a lot of money So But If he paid it I'd be fine He'd He's a decent enough player. Mm. I think there's certainly a desire from Michael Beale to do it. I think that's obvious. Yeah, and uh, listen, uh, uh, you're you're buying a player at, at the elite level, so and a young guy with potential. So uh, you're going to be paying the five million pound mark. That's that's a probably a standard figure from where he's coming from. Um, I, I I just think we're being really harsh on him. That I think he's had a fairly decent season. I totally agree that he's not done it in the big games yet. But see, with playing in these big games, he gets experience. He's only had a handful of these games. And before he came to, to Rangers as well, he won't have had that exposure, that pressure going into all these games. So he'll be learning as he goes along here. So it's 
it is a big season for him and I hope he hope he does perform if he's in the team on Saturday because he's a young kid and I think he, he will get better. I would definitely play him, Cammy. I would definitely play him just to see how he handles the occasion. Yep. Uh, thank you very much, Graham. 01419511025. Quite the day in Dingwall yesterday. Celtic fans, Ross County fans, anyone else who happens to be interested in some of the big talking points, now is the time to give us a call. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Cammy Bell are in the building, and you can get them on 01419511025. Bit of discussion before the break about Rangers' win against Dundee United, Malik Tillman's role within it, Malik Tillman's future. Um, I'm sure we'll revisit that at some point, so do stay in touch. Let's bring in Mal, first of all, on the line, though. How are you, Mal? I'm dead on guys Happy Easter to you all Whenever it comes to oh, you How That's you the first tonight? of the year I'm happy with that Yep all good All good in here uh, All in a good mood so far What's your point tonight? Well I'm sick and tired Of um, When is Celtic going to be I mean Dundee United I think, they, I think they beat them Like 9-0 or something right? Now Their form's dropped They're being Their heads are being held Just above the water With VAR They just scraped through Against Ross County On Sunday and I'm telling you now, it's an exclusive. They're on a hiding to nothing. They are going to be good. And somebody is going to beat them 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, you name it. But they are on a, they're on the edge of a hiding. And VAR is keeping their wee heads above the water. And I'm sick and tired of it. So, listen, just to warn them all out there, it's coming. You're on the receiving end of a defeat. It's coming. Mm. And you better be keeping your heads held high this year going into Europe because... Scottish football for what Rangers have done has kept the hell's head high and we're driving that European campaign and we all need to be doing a wee bit better so we need them to stop relying on VAR and pick themselves up How does it? How does a team that scored 95 league goals in 30 games this season Matt, how can they be scraping through 95 goals already? They must have had a good few convincing victories in there They have had a few convincing victories in there and obviously what they want to play for and when they want to play for it. But you can see it itself. And a wee bit of lateral thinking. You watch all the games leading up to a European game, okay? They are not convincing winners before and after a European game. Look at Rangers last year. Before and after a European game. And over, over 120 minutes played. And then they played Celtic over 120 minutes. And we won. And we had that drive and enthusiasm to keep going forward and defeating these teams. Celtic are lacking it. That's what I'm saying. They're lacking it. And they're going to be on the receiving end of the defeat. Well, I just, I just, don't, I just don't know how... How true it is The game before Celtic played Real Madrid They beat Rangers 4-0 in September Well at the end of the day You've got to look at Who Rangers are And what we're driving at the minute I don't really get what that means You said before and after European games Celtic scraped through But the game before They played Real Madrid They beat Rangers 4-0 The game after They played Leipzig They beat Hibs 6-1 So it just doesn't really stand up To much scrutiny does it? And see whenever you have something going on in the background, for, for everybody to put their money into Rangers and all the money that they had made, and for all that money to be wiped out and leave Giovanni van Bronckhurst, you know, uh, uh, hanging, and I mean hanging, because they were told, you've done it, so go out and do it. We've all got our money back from the consortium that was behind us. I must admit, I am a bit lost now. I don't really know, I don't know what, I mean, it started, it started with VAR and... Talk of consortiums and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst I'm a little bit lost um, 
I can only assume Mal's initial bit about VAR was after the handball Dingwall yesterday I'm going to wish Mal a happy Easter too (laughs) because he has lit the blue touch paper on Old Firm Week Um, I can already see those little red lights in front of you Gordon flashing ferociously Um, this will be callers wishing to take issue with Mal Um, his initial point that someone's about to beat Celtic 2-0, 3-0, 4-0 well if anyone is going to do this season you would have to think that with three old firm games to go Rangers are going to have more opportunity to beat Celtic than any other team are Um, they went close at Ibrox in January they didn't go very close in the League Cup final they were a million miles away in that 4-0 game that you mentioned a minute ago so it's up to Michael Beale and these players to do what Mal thinks they can do yeah it might not have been Absolute vintage Celtic yesterday, Cami. Yep. I think Ange Postacoglu. I think the Celtic fans would would agree with that. Does that go as far as showing signs that they're going to lose soon? No. I, I, again, I, I think um, it was a it was a difficult tie for Celtic yesterday. Ross County are desperate for points. The pitch wasn't the best. Um, it's always a hard place to go up to Dingwall. Um, at the end of the day, they got the job done. They. they one two nil, another clean sheet, a couple of goals, as you said, ninety five goals this season is an incredible start. Um, but if anyone's going to beat them, it, it, it would be Rangers. Would be the one that I would say because they're the closest team to them at the moment. They're the one that is uh, in the exact same sort of form as Celtic at the moment. Rangers, um, when you look at since Michael Beals came into the club, they've been in really good form as well. So, but as we've spoke about before in this, um, Rangers haven't done it this season. And it's up to the players this weekend to step up mm. to the plate. This is their opportunity to go and do something. Let's hear from Malky Mackay. He was not best pleased. It was heading, I think, well, they were heading down the, the tunnel quite literally, thinking it was half time. Uh, a VAR call, a penalty to Celtic on the stroke of half time. Jota scores it, and Celtic kick on and win from there. Malky Mackay, not impressed. I've looked at the penalty about half a dozen times and cannot believe that that's where the bar is set with VAR right now. Two players go for it with their head bravely. Carter Vickers and Alex Iacoviti both throw their head at it and the ball goes through the two heads and hits Alex and the back of his arm, it's ball to arm. I, somebody's going to have to explain to me how people can jump for a ball in the box and not and have the hand, your hands at your side. Can't happen. Physically can't happen. And I'm looking at the bar, where the bar is set right now in England and where the bar is set in Scotland at VAR. And right now we are we are not where they are. Our clubs are paying for this. I look at standards right now of where that whole thing is and there's mistakes all over the place right now and it's costing it's gonna cost jobs, it's gonna cost clubs, promotions, relegations, Europe, whatever you want to call it. So I was really really disappointed with that today, VAR intervening that that. You'll see pundits debate it tonight and you'll see pundits debate it during the week. And it's amazing that a, a, a penalty has been given for that. We were just about to bring in Terry on the line. He seems to have disappeared. Let's try uh, and get him back on 01419511025. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Whilst we try and uh, line him back up. How about Ange Postacoglu? Thinks they showed the right attitude to keep pushing, get all three points. He hopes Burnaby's goal can give him confidence going forward. Yeah, it was a good challenge for us as expected. Um, you know, the conditions, the pitch, and 
and the way Ross County sort of play, you know, it's it's not going to be an easy afternoon. We're going to get a lot of space to play our football, you know, but I thought for the most part the boys, you know, still had really sort of discipline and, and, and focus around our structure. Um, we're probably a bit wasteful in, in front of goal and, and that sort of keeps them in the game, which makes it a bit edgier than what it should be. But like I said, it's especially at this time of the year, it's not an easy place to... Um, to come to when they're desperate for points. So, um, you know, I thought overall the lads uh, handled it okay. You know, we keep saying it, but aside from the footballers, rule, you know, steel and character in this group to, to get the job done. Good for Bernard to get his goal. He's, uh, we know he's got that in his locker. We're sending a training often enough. Um, you know, again, he's, you know, hopefully it gives him a bit more confidence and belief. Um, he's still a young man. He's still learning everything. He's still coming up to getting up to speed with the way we play, which is not easy. But, you know, he's he works hard every day and uh, great for him to get a reward. And again, you know, that. The guys coming on have made an impact, which is what we, we what we ask of them. Uh, Terry is on the line. Terry, what's your point for the guys tonight? Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Good, uh, thank you. Well, I was a bit dependently, but I just want to take up Marlon, his wee point, so. mm. uh, just, just quickly, uh, obviously, leading up to uh, Glasgow Derby, it's just, the Rangers players and fans seems to, they seem to talk the talk, but their team doesn't walk the walk when it comes to it. No. So, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, but my point was more about Malky. Uh, he was a bit less vocal with the, when the penalty was awarded against uh, O'Reilly earlier on in the season. And uh, I mean, I think there's no debate about that one at the weekend. It was unless the guy was singing "I'm a little teapot." I mean, it's, it's a clear penalty. Roger Hanna, Cammy Bell, go on then. Was it a clear penalty? Is Malky Mackay right? Where are we? Well, post October, post the introduction of VAR, it's a penalty. Um, I've seen far more contentious ones given this season. If you look at the corresponding fixture, Celtic well, that's Park, the one Terry's on about, yeah, isn't it? The, 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 the Matt O'Reilly one. Was, that's one of the worst we've seen, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And there's been ones not given. I think of Michael Smith at Tynecastle earlier on the season. So when you see it, before Willie Collin runs over to his little pitch side screen, you know it's going to be a penalty because mm. we've lived this movie since October. And we're almost getting to the stage, I would almost prefer it, Gordon. If they change the rule to say if the ball hits your hand in the box, it's a penalty. Mm. Because the, because that's the way it's, it's it's becoming now. They should just hold their hands up, so to speak, and change the rule. Cami, where are you on that one yesterday? Yeah, um, for me in this day and age, and what we've seen uh, described as a penalty is a penalty. Um, I'm I'm quite surprised at Malky's comments. To be honest, after the game, that um, he's so against it being a penalty. Listen, you'd be disappointed and frustrated um, at one given against you, but. I, I I don't really see where he can he can argue the point that it, it's it's uh, not a penalty. Uh, his arms outstretched. It's hit his arm. Uh, for me, mm. in this day and age, VR's always going to give that. Yeah, I mean, because well, we've done this a million times, Roger. You know, and we, you, you sort of use the the checklist of, of the criteria. Is the hand outstretched? I mean, obviously. I mean, I take Malky McKay's point. You know, you're in a penalty box, whatever. Fine, but the hand is, it's. It's straight out at shoulder yeah, it, it, shoulder it height. It sounds as if Malky's annoyed by the decision. In actual fact, Malky's annoyed by the rule. You know, Willie Collum and the VAR mm. Stephen Kirkland were only, you know, executing yeah. what it says in the rule book. Yeah, but yeah, and to be fair, that but Malky Mackay sounds like he's gone further than that. He's talking, you know, we're paying for this, and it, you know, we're not doing the same as as England well, and so on. And on what? Let, let's play the game then, because you both think it's a penalty anyway. Yep. What justification could you even offer for well, not giving that well, as a penalty? Because that's the bit I can't quite, Malcolm, I can't quite get. Malcolm Mackay's boss at Ross County, Roy McGregor, isn't happy at VAR. Doesn't like mm. VAR. He says when they agreed to welcome VAR in 
there's a couple of things that he didn't realise were going to happen. One, they had been told that it was only going to be, decisions were only going to be overturned for clear and obvious errors. Right, which and that presumably was according to you two yesterday. Well, if you listen to, it's clear and obvious in terms of the rule. Yeah. I mean, Willie Collum didn't see it, so, you know... Well, that's definitely what VAR's there for then. Well... It depends your definition of what is clear and obvious Because, you know, if you even listen to the people Who were covering the game for Sky Sports Andy Walker didn't think it was a penalty so, uh, James McFadden did think it was a penalty Chris Boyd spoke about the inconsistencies Of other handball decisions So what is clear and obvious Your clear and obvious might be different from my clear and obvious Which is clearly different from Malky's clear and obvious <laughs> The other thing that Roy McGregor doesn't like Is mm. The time it Yeah listen that's fine But we all I, agree I with that, and that That's for, that is for that another day yesterday was too bad You look at the West Ham's That's what I was going to say three, What was that yeah. Four minutes for yeah. an offside Look yeah. that, that's for another but day that, We're all People at Ross County Don't like it every, That's the bottom line Everybody in their right mind Is annoyed at how long it takes How could you not be But yeah. Cammy, Whether this was given Early in the seat Blah 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 it, If you're Willie Collum In that situation That just As, as um, Roger said earlier That's not he he won't even think be thinking that's anywhere near as contentious as some of the ones we've seen. But there does seem to be this big outrage as if we're we are we, we it sounds like we're desperate to be outraged by it now every week. Listen, I, I just think we're at the stage of the season that it's frustrating. Managers are starting to feel the pressure. They know how much these decisions are going to mean it to to the club and the teams. Malky spoke to uh, the media about that, saying like jobs could be lost and all that on decisions mm. that are getting made. But for me, that's apparently like you can't. At the end of the day, we, as you say, we've seen ones that have been given and not been given recently. Um, the inconsistency still is there, but I would say probably eight times out of ten, that one's given. That one's given for me. Um, whereas, like again, we'll probably fall back in the one at Kilmarnock a few weeks ago. That was a stonewall penalty again against uh, Andy Considine. His hand in there, but that's a mistake. I think that's a mistake from our VAR team. And everybody um, did. Yeah. So, so I think you don't compare the two. Um, you just say that look, the Kilmarnock one was a mistake. This one on uh, on Sunday yesterday for me is a penalty. Strange all day weekend long. though. I mean, have referees stopped making decisions? Did they just defer to VAR all the time? Because mm. Willie Collum didn't give that. John Beaton didn't give either. But again, again, can you not forgive that? Though, when you see, look, look at the players though. Nobody sees that apart from Carter Vickers. He's the only one that so, appeals. Uh, had, had those incidents taken place in mm. September, none of them would have been penalties. Yeah, but I. I with the utmost respect I don't know what that proves What does but that mean? A lot of that, I genuinely think now That referees are stopping making decisions Because they they know Maybe, that maybe. There's a belt I, and braces I, I, operation there I sort, don't have the courage I, I sort of agree with that I agree with that generally But are we doing this broad brush thing We do every week Are you talking about that Willie Collum one Specifically Because no one really seen it If we're o- talking about that Over the weekend the weekend right, again, so just been general Well there was three penalties For handball right. That yep. weren't given by refs But that's the whole point If you're Willie Collum Or whoever And you don't see that one but That's what it's there for Surely Yeah To get referees off the hook if, if you want to take that argument Look at Colin Stephen at Perth He's made a mistake He's made a decision Yeah And Val's shown it's a mistake He's going to give a penalty And keep Andy Considine on Looking at his angle He just hasn't quite seen Where the line is And the Val's corrected the decision It's outside the box But Andy Considine mm. gets a red card So Colin Stephen Has made a decision now the Vals said Listen Colin You haven't quite got that right Here's sort it out The other guys just didn't They're just Not enough referees mm. Making decisions Yeah I'd agree with that I think that's Definitely something we can see Terry what are you It sounds like you've got The two guys on side anyway If you phoned up for an argument You'll need to find it somewhere else <laughs> 
Phone Mal. No, no, I'm not looking for any argument. Just, <laughs> I just thought it was nothing even any debate. So. Well, they, they both agree with you. Um, 01419511025. Thank you to Terry. Good time to call. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Cammy Bell are here. It's 01419511025. It's Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. Let's bring in Paul and Castle Milk. How are you, Paul? Hi, good. Good. Top man, what's your point then? Um, in just regarding the game yesterday um, I think it's probably one of the first times That VAR has actually worked in Celtic's favour um, Ross County being quite a I would say quite a tricky ground Considering the travel And the just just in general Just a hard ground um, I think it definitely was a penalty But I think the inconsistencies Chris Boyd is talking about Is probably regarding The amount of times that the boys Hurt Connor Goldson in the hand Because I've seen him I have a few of them and it's it's not even been checked by VAR. So I'm wondering if that's what the inconsistency Chris Boyd is talking about. I suspect not, uh, for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I think you, like, you re- like, did reference specifically the Kilmarnock one. Look, we, we've had loads of fun on this, Roger. I know what you're going to say, you know what I'm going to say. The, the, what happened at Kilmarnock is verging on irrelevant for yesterday. It really is. I know it's good fun for people. If you're Willie Collum in that moment, it matters not what Andy Considine did. It's a mild source of entertainment for phone lines like this afterwards. But if everybody, and I mean everybody, thinks Andy Considine's is a howler, then you have to put that in a howler compartment. You can't then use that as your criteria for decisions going forward. Otherwise, you've then got howlers every week. And where does that get us? Yeah, and Considine's the one, I was the one Chris Boy referenced yesterday, and that's the one that has really stood out in recent weeks. And I kind of, you know, everyone agreed it should have been yeah. a penalty, and it wasn't given. There are some inconsistencies. I know what you mean. You, you know, you look, I touched on this in Johnson Aberdeen game a minute ago. Considine sent off for a shoving me off skate, but Liam Scales, no punishment for a very similar shoving Stevie May in the other box. Things like that will irritate Callum Davidson, but Callum Davidson probably got a break when Considine wasn't punished at Kilmarnock. That irritated Derek McInnes. You've heard how irritated Malky McKay is. In recent weeks, Stuart Kettlewell's at a go, mm-hmm. Lee Johnson's at a go, I think Robbie Nielsen is a go every other week. So it works its way around. Well, then we'll argue about whether it does or not, and we start counting them all up, Cammy. But again, I, this is one of my things. I, I always repeat this because I've I've never got it even before VAR. We can try our best, but this consistency we're looking for is is mythical. It doesn't exist because you're asking two different people to make two different judgment calls on two different incidents at two different times in two different places. So I I don't know what that consistency is meant to look like. Yeah, if you might think it's a handball and I might not. Yep. So I don't really get how consistency comes into that. Yeah, interpretation everyone's is different. Um so it's 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 really difficult to get consistency. I think what the fans and managers are looking for is them I would say and listen, I'm not comparing the Kilmarnock one to the Celtic one yesterday. Celtic one for me is a penalty. Kilmarnock one's an absolute penalty as well. Um, but I think what we're trying to do is get rid of them. Them, them Kilmarnock howlers shouldn't happen anymore. We're trying to nullify them so that they don't happen, um, and we've got a sort of consistent level. If there's an outstretched arm, and it hits mm-hmm. hits the arm in the box, it's a penalty. But as Roger said before, the easiest way to resolve this: if the ball hits the hand in the box, it's a penalty, and that's it. What, what you're saying, Gordon, and I don't necessarily disagree with. Well, you inc- couldn't, because I'm right. <laughs> Does that mean? 
The version of VAR we've got just now is never going to get any better. The version of VAR that everybody's got, you as a fan or as a player or as a manager, have to accept the element of subjectivity within it and take that on but, the chin better than we're doing just well, now. We'll need to tell the chief executive of the SFA that because Fine. he was out speaking this afternoon. Telephone in, same there number. Teething troubles. I told you about teething troubles. Mm. Uh, we're getting there and we'll improve all of this very soon. But if, as you're saying, all these no, no, because you mentioned it earlier You can still improve time You can still improve clarity of communication You can still improve efficiency in various things But you cannot just You're never going to please everyone When it comes to subjective decision making That to me Could not be more obvious mm. There's a lot of callers in this show Gordon are going to be calling this show for many, many years no, to come then. They can do that, but because you can still debate them. I'm not saying that you can't, but this notion that if one ref gives that, six months later a different ref should give this, that is just the most flawed outlook ever. And we'll, we, that, that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't understand how, no, but, how but, you could but, argue that though. But, you know, but the, the inconsistency that Paul was talking about I know he was taking the mickey there about Chris Boyd But surely things like the Andy Considine thing Need to improve That that yeah. level of consistency 100%. needs to improve Surely things it's we're, just all, a mistake, we're, all, we're all agreed though, that Matt O'Reilly When earlier in the season mm-hmm. was wrong These are just terrible improve. mistakes the Michael though. Smith win needs That's the to point. improve Are these not just terrible mistakes? But, but surely by being more consistent in decision making Then it does improve no, by getting, by getting those mistakes, but ironing out those mistakes. Yeah, them, no, generally because do you do you watch the English Premier League? Do you watch the World Cup? Do you watch Champions League? Do you watch international? So, you know I still one, see loads the one, of mistakes the everywhere. Point, the one point Malky Mackay I could agree with was I think we are operating to a different level of interference here mm. than we are there. I think since the lad Howard Webb came back and fronted that professional game management limited, mm-hmm. he's come out, he's spoken on Sky, he's spoken in BT, he's a very open, right. honest, but, transparent but, yeah, guy. Exactly. Yeah. But don't go back to what I said about consistency of messaging and communication. That is different from decision making. Congratulations yep. Hamden Hide and Seek Champion For the third consecutive year Completely agree with you They need to come out And they need Fine. to speak about things Ian Maxwell But very, that's communication very, That's not very the same broad, as decision broad, making Very broad brush It's not the today. same as decision no, making on the pitch His communication needs to improve The decision making of some of the officials Needs to improve Would that one at Ross County yesterday Have been given as a penalty In the English Premier League? Um, I don't know um, Roger would it have been? I'm not convinced it would. No, I, again, I don't know. Again, I mean, Dermot Gallagher was in telly this morning saying so, it was a so penalty. Though. I'm, yeah. ju- I, I'm judging it on the decisions that have been made up here and the way that we see our VAR working. And, and well, that, the handball rule is the same though. So what, what, yes, bit, of, what bit of yesterday would would they not adhere to? Was, it, was there one in the Wolves game at the week? Was it the Wolves game at the weekend? That was a sort of handball. I'm not saying it was no, no two mm. are the same as you tell me, Gordon. Correct. I think it was one where I thought, aye, aye. And it was checked and, yeah. nothing, and nothing was given It's the type of one That would be given up here I totally agree with you the, the, Listen You're never going to please Everybody But I think What we can get better at Is a number of things That you said The timing of it I don't, think, that, I don't think That's improved yet I, I really don't I don't think we've got Much better at that Over the period That we've had it Are in. we stuck though Because Roger mentioned The four minute offside At West Ham Southampton yesterday I'd, I mean it needs to Any right minded football fan Wants to see that quicker 100% I think that can get better I, I genuinely think that but we If can, they're still doing that Down 
down there That's my point That so worries me a, a bit that, that is a worry But was it a technology issue? No, yes, there was so, a lot of crowded bodies I think Right so then Again I still think that That's far too long But I definitely think We can get better um, In the timing And I think that Inconsistency There's always going to be inconsistency Because for me it's interpretation But we get away from them howlers The Kilmarnock one is a howler The Matt O'Reilly one is a howler mm-hmm. We stop them ones They shouldn't happen anymore I just think if it's not there We are getting calls tonight About I can't believe a howler was missed yesterday That's the point That's what we would be doing tonight That's the show yeah. Gordon That's why we love it mm. We happy but, with the win in the end Paul? Was that? Were you happy with the win in the end? Oh I delighted with that goal for Burnley But that was absolutely unbelievable And um also, no, one more point. Um, I caught phoned up Miles, said, Sir, on the, on the verge of what game this season have we looked as if we were going to get hiding? Even even games that we went behind it, I don't understand these, understand these points. You know I mean? so, I, I, Listen, I, I, I told you, Mal, fair play to him. He's lit the blue touch paper in Old Firm Week. Hmm. A great call. I don't necessarily agree with him. I think we might struggle to find anyone this week who does agree with him, but. Those wee red lights in front of you are still flashing <laughs> feverishly, Gordon. Thank you very much to Paul on the line. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit time. It's a clean slate. I think it was a, a, a five out of five for the pundits last week, I think. Can't have that on my conscience. 01419511025. I could be wrong, I'll double check, but step up to the plate tonight. Take on Cami or Roger. Calls in before seven, please. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Cami Bell are here It's 01419511025. If you're just joining us, we kicked off hearing from a couple of Rangers fans looking back. On Dundee United at the weekend But of a debate going about Malik Tillman's form And whether he is worth signing in the summer Lots of discussion about Dingwall yesterday Malky Mackay wasn't happy about the handball decision And perhaps a sign of, of the way things are We've just spent 40 minutes arguing about a handball decision That you both said was the right decision So that maybe tells you the levels of hysteria We are reaching in Scottish football 01419511025 If you want to keep going on that or if you want to change the topic, so many different talking points. Any Hearts fans out there? Would you would you care to share your thoughts? Are we nearing crisis mode? Or Where Hearts, is Andy Halliday? Hearts players out there? Anyone? Um, give us a call <laughs> and let us know your thoughts. Anything else at all? It's a big week as well, of course. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. Right, beat the pundit time. I'm hoping for much more success from the listeners this week. Ryan is on the line. How are you, Ryan? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Good man. I'm good. I've learned my lesson. I used to do it when it was Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna together. I would do it for fun, for sport, if you like. But I won't ask the punters who they'd rather face because I don't want. I don't want to make Listen, you feel bad, Cammy. I've, I've heard you. Know, you know how it works. So yeah, I know how it works. Don't want to face Roger Hanna. Exactly right. Well, you does start on minus one. I'll read them really slow tonight, Ryan, as well. And he's been, by the way, <laughs> the way he's been tearing into those cookies during the the news there, he might be slowed down a little bit. Let me tell you. Is that a pound coin? Oh, your 50p is still up there, don't you worry, the one you gave me. Right, I'll use your 50p since oh, no, you're precious. No, I'm not precious. Uh, it's not, it, it I wouldn't give you 50p. Someone pounds. must that have was... left the pound. That's oh. that's rare. That's never there. Um, heads it is, Roger Hanna. Tails, it's Cammy Bell. 
he obviously picks this coin for a reason. It's heads. It's Roger. Oh, Sorry, Ryan. Good luck, man. Uh, up against uh, Roger against Ryan. So we'll give Roger some Clyde two to listen to, and we'll get the clock ready. Ryan, I'm sure you've heard it before. Very straightforward. You've got thirty seconds. Answer as many questions as you can, and if you'd rather pass and move on, that is absolutely fine. Okay. Yep. Let's go then. Thirty seconds starting now. Who scored Celtic's penalty at the weekend? Who was the St Mirren manager directly before Jim Goodwin? Uh, Which manager gave Alan McGregor his Rangers debut? Walshman. Name any player that was sent off in the Premiership at the weekend. Ah, pass. In what year were Dunfermline last in the top flight of Scottish football? 2007. Who got two for Rangers against Dundee United on Saturday? How many English Premier League titles has Joe Hart won? One. Who's got more international caps, Glenn Kamara or Scott Arfield? Kamara. Okay, okay, okay. Roger, can you hear us? Yeah, what, what did you say you were going to give me in mail? Clyde 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, old habits die hard, you you're see? right. Big rebrand. Yeah. The boss will be, I'll be excited for You'll that. Back, tell you what? Wow, that's a huge faux pas for Ken me, Bruce isn't it? has only been in one day know, as the second highest paid presenter in the sh- its whole behind channel Behind you <laughs> You must be joking <laughs> And if you go, that's him in at number one after a, after a day You're right, I know, how dare I? Greatest well, hits radio, fine well, young cannibals it was too It just shows you, see, no one gave me official correspondence It's falling <laughs> apart in here Anyway, are you ready? Yeah Same set of questions, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts... No. Who scored Celtic's penalty at the weekend? Jordan. Who was the St Mirren manager directly before Jim Goodwin? Jack Ross. Which manager gave Alan McGregor his Rangers debut? Uh, Alan McLeish. Name any player that was sent off in the Premiership at the weekend. Andy Considine. In what year were Dunfermline last in the top flight of Scottish football? Oh, 2016. Who scored two for Rangers against Dundee United on Saturday? Hellman. How many English Premier League titles has Joe Hart won? Three. Who's got more international caps, Glenn Kamara or Scott Arfield? Glenn Kamara. Okay, okay, okay. Ryan, what's the verdict? I don't know, he probably beat me in it. Well, I mean, it's usually a safe bet, but I think you did okay. You both got Jota, which was a nice, easy one to start. I like producer Ross's style. He gets easy at the start, makes everyone feel better yeah. about themselves. And you, none of you would get the second one because you could have asked me this 10 times over and I don't think I would get it. Oran Kearney. Oh, oh so it was, yes. Oh. Just, you just forget you know the time. It was all too quick. Well see, see when I said Jack Ross? You I knew made it wrong. No. no. I, 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 I immediately thought, well, I wonder if it was Ian Murray. <laughs> I know. Incredible. Yeah, Oran Kearney. My Goodness. Uh, one, uh, one all Alex No, Ma- no one Oh yeah, of course one minus one. Oh, Sorry, Ryan, right I'm having a tough time here Alex McLeish uh, Gave Alan McGregor His Rangers debut So Roger is level The players that were sent off At the weekend Rory McKenzie Andy Considine And Graham Shinney So Roger uh, Gets that one Goes one in front Were any of them hard done by? Out of curiosity Since we're arguing About hey, referees No You know what? I was surprised at The first red card Of Graham Shinney's career was it really? Was it? Yes it was Ooh. Great start that That's why you're the man uh, Right so Roger One in front Dunfermline were last In the top flight In 2012 So oh, none of you got that right. Yeah gonna uh, Malik Tillman Well done Ryan you got that But so did Roger um, So he stays One in front Joe Hart's got Two English Premier Sammy? League titles None oh. of you got that Right And you both went For Glenn Kamara Which was correct So right That was not bad at all You got a three but Roger Hanna got five Minus he's one And he's still pitchy Hard lines Ryan you, man. That's good Cheers Ryan no, That's alright That's alright Good man Ryan Thank you very much That was Ryan In Glasgow Another victory 
for Roger Hanna. There we go. Last week for Glenn Kamara. It was Arfield's 19. Yeah. So there we go. And he's retired, hasn't he, from international yeah. duty? Yeah. So will not be getting added to unless something drastic changes there. What about 500 then? Alan McGregor at the weekend beat the pundit, has replanted that seed. It's quite a, quite a, an innings in this day it and is. age, Roger. You know what stood out for me? Presentation in the park Before the game by John Gregg I haven't seen a decanter In about 30 years <laughs> I think Griggsy whispered In his ear He'd get some whiskey in that Before oh, the game Oh I mean I, I, I thought it was terrific Back in the day That was what everybody got yeah. Everybody got decanters I haven't seen one I thought they were a, a blast from the past I actually had a wee chuckle When I saw that Great presentation A nice John Gregg Voted by the supporters The greatest ever ranger The leading appearance holder Of all players To have played for the football club to be back And I think it would probably mean a lot to Alan That it was John Gregg that, yeah. that presented him with the decanter at the weekend Yeah, an amazing achievement from Alan uh, Such a, a, a top pro And a, a, guy, a guy, listen, he's been through a lot in his career um, But see, training well, he's an absolute Trojan in training He works so hard on his game um, And he's a brilliant, brilliant goalkeeper for me As I said before uh, Andy Gorham was my, my hero growing up But I just think Alan's done it so consistently for so long He's a fantastic um, player and probably the, the best Rangers goalie for me Is there anything to stop him playing another year? No, I don't think there is I think it's in his mind It's whether he wants to or not um, I, I think, listen, his performances this season have been, have been solid I, I don't think there's any question obviously he was out of the team for a period but he's shown he's the best goalkeeper mm. at Rangers at this moment of time and I really do think they'll struggle to replace him as well I, I, who do they replace him with it's really difficult what, what does solid mean is that is it is it the same level as last season and the season before you know, how would you sort of rate it so, specifically I don't think he's dropped off I don't think his level's dropped off I think um it's, it's whether in his mind he wants to keep going And listen, see some Rangers fans I, I hear some Rangers fans saying Oh, he, he's maybe, he's done, he's, he's too old now Who do you replace him with? Listen, it's a huge, it's a massive gap to fill sure. and, and void to fill I, I just don't know, you can always Celtic took them a while to find Joe Hart And the right goalie that can handle a club like Rangers You wonder as well If, for argument, you know We started the show with Robert Debating whether Malik Tillman's worth £5 million if Rangers spend £5 million on Malik Tillman, if Rangers go and get the five players that Michael Beale is talking about, perhaps on top of Tillman, is the finance going to be there to replace Alan McGregor yeah. as well? What about circumstantially? We hear a lot of fans saying, you know, but they, I mean, the experience as well, and good to have around the place. Is this yeah. like Fraser was here? Would that, would that still do it for you, or is it, is it? A season at num another season at number one or not at all is there a middle ground um with Allen as a person I don't think there's a middle ground I think he would he would want to to be a number one at the club as a player listen I think Rangers will be making a huge mistake if they don't keep him about the club as an ambassador or a goalkeeping advisor anything that he wants to be part of I see just the experience he can pass on to to whoever comes in and listen this guy might be an internationalist that comes in but he'll have never played for a club like Rangers And the expectation Of winning every week In week and out What does a goalkeeper advisor do? Put, put, put their gloves on son <laughs> Roger, demeaning, come your, on. demeaning your industry <laughs> nah, Listen I, I just think Having a guy Like Alan Around the place And he's been there And done it Through the hard times As well And, and obviously Experienced some great times yeah. So uh, Okay does How this season Ends 
change anything so let, let's go back everybody knows the yeah. big the big farewell everyone assumed at the Scottish yeah. Cup final so Rangers were going to win the Cup final they had fallen short in Europe they, they, they didn't win the league and by going again this season there was maybe a school of thought and I, I, I don't know this for sure but yeah. from the outside people said well he's bound to want a crack at the Champions League and he's bound to want to win the league back right so he's had his crack at the Champions League Barring a big turnaround Won't win the league back So Do you apply that logic again And say Oh well they want to win the league back next season Or Was this meant to be the final one Where Okay well I wanted to win the league back I got my crack at the Champions League And Call I, it a day there I honestly think I don't think that played a part in Alan's mind no. To be honest I think this fairy tale He's not interested in all that I think he was probably Needing a bit of time to Make his decision and how he bo- his body felt, but more I would say is his mental state. Does he want to go for another year? Um, that's going to be the question because I think his body can handle another year. Absolutely, it's just whether he's mentally ready for another season with Rangers. You asked about applying logic. N- nothing about this is logical. Twelve months ago, he was forty years of age. He was coming to the end of his contract. We all thought he was retiring when he came on in the last seconds of extra time against Hearts in the cup mm-hmm. final. We were all certain he was retiring. He then signed a new one year deal. To promptly be told You're actually number two To mm-hmm. John McLaughlin Who's going to start the season Very quickly Became apparent that John McLaughlin Isn't as good a goalkeeper As Alan McGregor So he get put back Into the team And fast forward to now He's probably looking better At the minute Than he did 12 months ago Yeah mm. Let's bring in William And get his thoughts on it William What's What does the future look like For Alan McGregor? Yeah hello uh, Cammy, Gordon and Roger Hello Hi William Yeah there's a couple of things about that. One about McGregor and one about Tillman. Can I be quick, Gordon? Go right? for it. The, uh, I disagree with uh, Cammy about uh, Al McGregor being the best. Andy Gorham is the best goalkeeper he's ever had. That's just my opinion. I know Cammy didn't play in that when he played in the Al McGregor era. But Andy Gorham was brilliant for Rangers and he was brilliant for Scotland, right? But, and the thing with uh, Tillman, i got an easy solution. You'll know it. Nobody's mentioned that. I think Kamara's getting sold in the summer. He can get at least five million for Kamara in the summer, definitely. And I think Lundstone will be off as well when the boy Ray's getting touted to get sold. So there's your money there. We don't even need to touch with budget. We just sell Kamara and we get the money for that's the money for Tillman, in my, in my opinion. So well, simple. Listen, if it's that simple, William, if they can pull that trick off, they will have done very well because you're getting a younger player in, you're getting a player in who is probably shown up better or doubtless. Undoubtedly shown up better than Kamara has this season My one doubt amid all of that logic Would be whether or not Rangers can get £5 million for Glenn Kamara at the moment The top of his game a couple of years ago Very probably I think he's just shaded a bit this season But it's the most difficult game this Cammy You are the one of course who said Celtic would get £10 million for Juranovic yeah, You were battered by the callers uh, and, and you were proven to be correct could, could Rangers get five million for Glenn Kamara? Mm, I don't think. I think Rogers bang on. I, I think a couple of seasons ago, yes. Um, at this moment in time, maybe a couple of million. I think they would maybe get for him. Um, five marks probably pushing it. Um, so yeah, but I, again, I agree with William that they can use the money for if they are looking to to change the squad, move some players on. 
um, And get some good value out of these players And move on They can use that money to invest in, in Tillman Because as I said before Tillman is an investment for me He's a player that's going to get better These big occasions He does need to start stand up and, and be counted for But he's going to get the experience of these big games And, and what it takes to be a Rangers player if, if he gets the opportunity to stay longer I've got no doubt we'll debate this again Throughout the, the remainder of the season In the summer William Because we'll have to You're talking about money then You've got it all figured out A Rangers spending money on a new goalie You've said you think Andy Gorham Pips Alan McGregor Which is fine I don't think any of us want to To argue about that too much Will, will Rangers need to replace Alan McGregor Can he go again? Um, I think he could, I think he could go on a season As Cammy said right? 500 appeals is, is absolutely magnificent for Rangers He's been a great servant It's just a, just my opinion About Andy Gorham right? But I think I think there's definitely goalkeepers There's even one town today It was it was playing for Bolton I don't know If uh, Rogers got that story But I think I think they're going to buy a goalkeeper Yeah Definitely That's, that's a Lance Trafford That's on loan for Man City Is that yeah. Playing yeah. well for them Just now I, I yeah. genuinely don't know what, what Rangers, I think Rangers will probably Leave the decision to Alan McGregor If Alan tells them That he's going to go in the summer then they'll probably fast track a search for a new goalkeeper. My, my issue, and listen, the boy Trafford, I've watched him. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant goalkeeper and will become a top goalkeeper. I've no doubt about that. Um, is he is he going to come up here and be ready for what Rangers are going to throw at him? I'm unsure. And that's that's the worry for me is whoever they get as a goalkeeper. Um, I think Celtic, they, they experienced it. The sign Barkas didn't work, mm. and then they thankfully got Joe Hart, an experienced goalie who's. Played at the top level Had that pressure of having to win every week When he was at Man City mm-hmm. um, And Rangers need to find a similar model of goalie A guy who's, for me, is experienced And and can deal with that pressure And, and expectation of not making many saves But you need to make one a game That's going to be really, really important Who's, who's in that mode? Jack Butland? <sighs> yes, slightly in that mode I think it's, it's, it's difficult That's why I say it I think people... Sometimes they're saying to me uh, Oh Alan McGregor's too old And I'm kind of like Look don't wish him away Please don't wish him away Because who do we replace him with It's going to be difficult So can you honestly see a situation Where Rangers have Just the three same goalkeepers Next season I don't know I I, I don't know what goes on Mm. In Alan McGregor's mind Maybe he's decided one way Maybe he's decided another I think he said today Speaking to Sky didn't he That he would leave it to the summer Yeah Well I I think uh, Alan McGregor having played 500 games As William says I think he's probably earned the right to be allowed to decide his own future. You know, it, it hasn't. It's not as if you're wanting to bin Alan McGregor for a series of mistakes this season. So I think the club would be happy. Yeah, we did. I feel like we got a lot of criticism from fans on the phones maybe earlier this season. It's kind of stopped a, a little but, bit of late. But listen, we had it probably this time last season. I remember he made the mistakes at Ross County. Oh, he's finished. That's him done. He bounced back. Mm. Absolutely bounced back. Listen, goalkeepers make mistakes. I think what Rangers will do in the summer, see if Alan stays, I still think they'll sign a, a younger goalie to try and. I, I don't see, think they see Joe say, Surely there must be a succession plan at some point, yeah, right? If it, was, if it wasn't last summer to everyone's surprise, and it's not this summer to everyone's greater but, but, surprise, I, I, it's going to be I, soon. I, I know what you mean, but Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's succession plan was John McLaughlin. Yeah. Um, that didn't work. Mm. So maybe Michael Beale has a succession plan. Ross Wilson, where does he come into this? Again. He seemed happy enough, clearly, mm-hmm. with the succession plan of Geo last summer. It may well have changed by this summer. Thank you to William. 01419511025. Celtic fans, something that got lost in handball gate. Um, our first league start for Iwata yesterday. What did you make of him? 
And has he given you confidence that he could come in and maybe even this weekend if he needed to or in the big games going forward? How would you rate his performance? Good time to let us know. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hannah and Cami Bell are here. It's 0141-951-1025. So get in touch and do let us know what you're thinking. About to hear from Ange Postacoglu on Iwata's performance, the first league start for him. Celtic fans, how did you rate the performance? Was it of a level that you'd be comfortable going in this weekend, for instance, if he had to? Um, how did you rate it yesterday? Do let us know. There were huge wins for St Mirren, Motherwell, Aberdeen, Kilmarnock. We're looking to hear from some of your fans. Come on, let us, let us uh, share in your joy. And on the flip side of that, certainly looking at you Hearts fans. It is approaching crisis mode by the looks of things, so um, let us know. Hamilton Aki's fans. Oh jeez, of course. Oh. Yeah. Desperate result at the weekend. 0141-951-1025. We actually had a lot of happy St Mirren and Motherwell fans out on the phone on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so let's see what you've got for us tonight. Do let us know. I've got a full-time teaser for you. This is where I've got, I've got two choices here. I can uh, lie through my teeth and pretend that this was all planned and all structured. Um, or I can just be honest and say this is a complete fluke. You are a goalkeeper, Cammy Bell. Yep. We were just talking about Rangers goalkeeping position and who they should sign and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and what level these keepers might be operating at. Mm-hmm. I then looked at the full-time teasers for the first time. That's how unprepared I was. How's about this? Can you name the last... Uh, can you name the nine goalkeepers... Who've played in the English Championship this season And have also played In the SPL slash SPFL At some point So can you name Nine goalkeepers That have made An appearance at least In the English Championship This season And they've also played In the SPL SPFL At some point Wes Fotheringham Wes Fotheringham Well done Cammy, he's gone and stolen the one that no, I thought you would ah, get. That was, that was on the tip of my tongue. Oh, um, sorry. The, the, the boy, I, I can't even mind how to pronounce it. Is it Ding? Dieng. Dieng. I'll yeah, give you the benefit of the doubt. QPR and Dundee. Oh, Dundee. He was Dundee. All right, we'll leave it there. Falkirk as well? Um, no? I don't think so. No? I don't know. Dundee anyway. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's two down and seven to get. Thank you to Stephen for sending that in. Uh, on the full time teaser there So that's the address you need If you think you could come up with a question And uh, catch the guys out Full time at Clyde1.com Full time at Clyde1.com Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu Praising the first league start for Iwata Yesterday in Dingwall Was very happy with what he saw But what did you make of it Celtic fans? Yeah he was great Yeah, I mean he was probably the one that was Looked to me more, most sure footed out there In terms of the pitch and just handling the ball You know so clean technically That um, I thought he really helped us today And considering that's his first 90 minutes I'd say in probably you know, three months I'd say he, he still finished strong He was still running at the end um, So really pleased um, we could get him out there From the start of the game And I think he showed the qualities he's got And you know, I'm sure he'll be a big help to us Now last year we found with Dyson and, and Rayo in particular Who we threw in straight away You know they started really strong Strongly, but they really fatigued towards the end of the season because you've got to remember, um, you know, these guys are included. Yuki Kawayashi have come off a full season, you know, um, so it's a different sort of feel for them. Um, you know, my inkling, if it worked out well, was to just 
you know, get those guys, particularly those three boys, um, embedded into the team slowly and give them opportunities along the way. And um, hopefully that means that now for this last bit, they're going to be really strong. And uh, looking at them today, um, particularly obviously into Moki who played, um, they're looking really strong and sharp and, um, you know, we're going to need them. Richard is a Celtic fan from Falkirk. Richard, did Tomoki Iwata catch your eye in any way yesterday? Yeah, I think um, he looks. He does look the part. I think he wasn't out of place. Um, I think we would have had a big hole there with Moy and Hitati off. But yeah, definitely Iwata seems like if he gets enough game time, I mean, he's not been he's, he's not been in in the best of luck because of the the players that are mm-hmm. in just now. But I think he's had that chance and he took it yesterday. Yeah, we had a bit of a debate on was it Friday night? I think Roger, where it sort of looked to be Hugh and, and Kenny were. Mentioning David Turnbull And how he could potentially get a start And you know I'm not usually shy In um, talking up any products yeah. Of the Motherwell Youth Academy But um, if you just looked at Who had been coming on when it, it sort of did point to The fact that Iwata would play at the weekend Yeah I think Celtic supporters Have been looking forward to seeing this Not just seeing Tomoki Iwata in the team But seeing Callum McGregor Sort of almost nudged up one if you like um, We'd seen flashes of Iwata And Kobayashi and O The January signings And they'd all sort of showed up well in the brief flashes that we had seen of them but I thought Iwata took his chance yesterday and you know the Celtic midfield for a long long time it was McGregor it was Hattie and it was O'Reilly that was it Um, but I think there's a bit more doubt when everyone's fit you do wonder a bit like Aaron Moy pushing hard for his place and sort of elbowing his way ahead of Matt O'Reilly you wonder Mm. how many more performances like that by Iwata before he becomes a first pick yeah, listen, Celtic squad's uh, so, so strong But I think, uh, as Roger said, it was a, a good performance from him yesterday I think he's put himself out there um, And that's what the players need to do When they get the opportunity, they absolutely need to grab it Because I think Ange looks at the players um, Whether it's they're given 20 minutes or a full game that They need to perform because they've got guys on their tails um, But it's just incredible that the squad they've got And the way they can bring the performances out Every time they're given the opportunity uh, yeah, I mean, Richard, overall, how did you rate things yesterday? I know well, Malky Mackay certainly feels there was a, a big moment that swung the game in Celtic's favour. How did you feel about the match? Yeah, I mean, I think being a Celtic fan, it does pain me to say that I think we were quite lucky to get the penalty. Um, we don't usually get the rub of the green, if I'm being honest, for penalties, but I think we definitely got that yesterday. And even looking at the replays, it still didn't look obvious that it was a handball. It, um, you know, he jumped with his arm. I don't know where else he's going to put it. And I know the rules of the game. If it hits the arm, it's, it's a penalty. But um, I think we got the rub of the green yesterday, and we'll take it. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't the best performance. If I'm being honest, we have you know there has been a few that we we missed. You know, with you know the you know the shot from Kyogo. Um, any other day, it would have been in. Um, but I think yesterday, yeah, it was just one of them. We got the points. Um, we got the job done. And it just shows you that even having Atati and, and Moy out and, and and Greg Taylor going off, that we can bring players on. You know, even Bernabeu, he's not been the best all season, but he's come on and scored, you know, a cracking goal. Um, so, yeah, it just shows you the depth that, you know, it doesn't really matter who we bring on. You know, they, they put everything into it to try and get a place in the team. Yeah, I mean, Roger, 
I don't think we'll see Keogh go do that too often And another day it might have been a contender for your howler of the week It, it yeah. was that bad a miss wasn't it But I mean it doesn't It obviously didn't impact and, Celtic's And made all the more surprising because of the form he's yeah, been in exactly. The goal scoring form he's been in this season Gordon um, but interesting, It always is interesting to see the lineups on Old Firm Day But especially for Celtic this week I think with, with Maeda overcoming that injury that he picked up with Japan I think it will be Jota and Maeda either side of Kyogo at the weekend but th- that midfield three will be interesting you know is Aaron Moy going to be fit um, is Rio Hitati going to be fit who starts how fit are they who comes on first so it's always been a mm-hmm. an area and I, th- I thought that's in the League Cup final as well that was the area for me where Celtic got on top of Rangers um, it'll be interesting to see how it's contested on Saturday I mean Richard himself and I think most Celtic fans would agree Cammy wasn't it wasn't the, the top level of performance yesterday But then at the same time that the, the sort of attacking prowess Or the gap over a lot of domestic opponents That, that it could easily have been that It could easily still have been the 3-4-0 Because as you, as we said there Kyogo's is By his standards It's yep. the sitter of all sitters And then You know Hit the woodwork a couple of times This is all at a, um, all, You know All in a game where Everybody's saying that Celtic weren't quite at their best yeah, and uh, I was just about to touch on the hit the woodwork. I think once or twice. I think it was, and, twice, and yeah, I think twice. Yeah. I think it was. So the, the opportunities were there. That and said it in his uh, post mass uh, match um, chat that basically, if they took their opportunities, the game would have been easier for them. They just didn't. They weren't um, taking the opportunities that were granted to them, and uh, they made it a little bit more difficult. That Ross County were always in the game until that last goal in the last minute. But I still think they were comfortable enough um, within the when you look over the full period of the ninety minutes, and it's it's never an easy place to go all the way to Dingwall. And we've touched on it; the pitch wasn't the best. It doesn't suit Celtic. It's it's a narrow pitch as well. That that's a, that's a thing. Celtic like this expansive, fast football, and it's difficult to play it on that surface. So they got the job done, and I'm sure they're just focusing on the weekend now. This is either an omen for the weekend, Roger, or a completely useless piece of information, but. Um, Kyogo's played 43 games In all competitions this season Obviously Celtic have racked up 13 The league he won't have played them all He's actually never gone more than two league games this season Without scoring um, And he didn't score at the weekend Didn't score um, in the previous match against Hibs He is still um, Out in front He's two ahead of Shankland Four ahead of Van Veen in the league yeah. race at the moment Yeah And listen, without that we, we spoke about Ohu I think has you know, shown up well in, in his brief glimpses But Kyogo has been Celtic's talisman this season I think he's probably a front runner for Footballer of the Year He showed in the League Cup final And with that very late equaliser at Ibrox That he now has developed a liking for this fixture um, It's been a long time since Rangers have kept a clean sheet in this fixture that will be something that will be preying on Michael Beale's mind this season. I think they've only ever done it once against an Ange Postecoglou Celtic team. If they are to cherish ambitions of winning the game at the weekend, I think they need to keep a clean sheet and they need to keep Kyogo quiet. You know what about O Richard? It was that there was that one flash in particular, wasn't there? The, the sort of turn with the first touch and um, he had a shot dragged wide at the far post and so on. Is he starting to? To um, make you feel optimistic about his potential appearances. Yeah, I like I like the um, the attitude he has. You know, even if he only gets ten to fifteen minutes, he goes on that part because if you know he's just starting and he's eager to please. Um, I think his his work his work with the ball as well is 
um, as second to none. It's, I think it's just that mentality from the Far East that's, you know, as soon as you get a chance, you take it. Um, and I think he's a, a great asset for us if anything does happen to Kyogo with injuries-wise. He's always good to bring on. Um, it would be good to see him start a game, but because of Kyogo playing so well, it's going to be a wee while. But yeah, I definitely think there's, there's a lot of potential in, in them. So different stylistically from Kyogo, Kiami, but he, he clearly likes that bit of physical contact, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, he's fitted well into, and adjusted well to Scottish football. He, he's a physical presence. He looks as if um, he's game. He wants to ruffle up the, the defenders and make sure they know they're in a game. So yeah, he's uh, probably not the, the style that you would expect from, from over there, but I think he's been very effective. And, and that's what Celtic need. They need different options. Kyogo. Again, is their main man, he's their talisman that, that, that they rely on for the goals But I think O as well is going to be a developing talent for Celtic going forward um, As I say, it's always difficult for these guys to come in from a different culture, different countries um, And hit the ground running, but I feel as if he's done very well since he's came in Thank you very much Richard, have a nice night Richard and Falkirk Tough question for you two tonight, but I think between you, with your goalkeeping knowledge and Roger Hanna's General knowledge. Annoying knowledge I think you'll get this Nine goalkeepers Who've played in the English Championship This season And they've also played In the SPL SPFL At some point You've given me Wes Fotheringham Sheffield United And Rangers You've given me Sene Dieng QPR and Dundee I'll go I've got a couple Freddie Woodman Show me your working um, Preston and Kelly Yep And Aberdeen actually Yep I suppose Yep Go there okay. um, And Jack Anik Yeah of course Rangers, St Mirren and Cardiff Give me one guess just now, Roger How about your former model number one, John mm, Ruddy John yes. Ruddy, what a career he has had Right, that's five down, four to get We'll get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One, Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna, Cammy Bell, both here both tackling the full-time teaser sent in by Stephen. And if you want to do the same, have a wee think, get a question put together and send it over to us, fulltime at Clyde1.com. Can you name nine goalkeepers who've played in the English Championship this season? And they've also played in the SPL, SPFL at some point. Wes Fotheringham, they get a bit harder. Sene Dieng, Freddie Woodman, Jack Anik, John Ruddy, one more each. What about a man who's never going to play for Norwich again Because Angus Gunn's so good <laughs> Tim Krull Tim Krull Yep, well done Played uh, for Falkirk, didn't he? Yep, I'm going to go um, Chris Maxwell at Blackpool Right, I do feel like you're now showing off What Scottish club was he at? Hibernate He was What's that, two to get? One, yeah. two. Two. two Two Is it? I think so mm, Okay Yes, two Okay, we'll get them before the end uh, of the show Let's hear from Derek McInnes After the weekend We're in a fight We're ready for the fight And we're determined to win it Players need reward For their efforts It's validation of their work How they are Monday to Friday The outcome is a winning performance And that's what we're looking for More between now and the end of the season We're in a fight And it's a fight We're determined to win I thought we were very good Throughout the game And the players Hopefully take a bit of confidence For that The secret now is just To go and try and follow that up With a similar type of performance It gives us a chance Away from home It's good reference point For the players going forward In terms of what can be done If we combine that with Ross County losing against Celtic Dundee United obviously losing at Ibrox And Motherwell winning what, What's the what's the picture at the bottom? 
I mean, yeah. Motherwell completely gone safe out of this equation. I mean, they're above St. Johnson now, actually. Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. going to say St. Johnson are safe as well. Yeah, you know, okay. you're looking at them 10 points clear of Dundee United, eight ahead of Ross County. The, the big winners were Kilmarnock. You know, taking on the third place team in the country and beating them in your own patch is enormous, particularly because their next two games are Aberdeen at Pataudry and Celtic at Rugby Park. Um, eventually, though, if they're going to save themselves, Dundee United and Ross County are going to have to pick up some results. Um, this weekend offers that opportunity. County and St. Johnson, notoriously poor in their own pads this season. They're there on Saturday. And Dundee United on Sunday lunchtime at home to a Hibs team that I saw dismantled by Motherwell at the weekend. These are the types of games that if you're going to secure your position in the Premiership, you're going to have to win these games. Um, yeah, how big a win was that for your old team, Cammy? Yeah, massive, massive win. Again, they've been so reliant on their home form this season. Their away form's terrible. I think two points all season is is shocking. Um, and I feel as if I still feel as if they're going to have to change that between now and the end of the season. They are going to have to pick up points, especially when that split happens away from home. Um, but it was a, it was a massive, massive win against a a good Hearts team who are who are obviously high in the league, but maybe not in great form at the moment. Um, especially going down to ten men, showing. As I said before, um, at the start of the show, when you go behind as well at home, you kind of feel that the crowd would be rumbling at that point. But then they showed great character to get back um, in front and then hold on when they were down to 10 men. And in Scottish football, it's hard to dish out too much praise because you very quickly look at the criticism that, that comes <laughs> the way of the, the other team, if you like. And I'll just leave you with the understatement Hearts don't seem like they're in a good place right now Roger Hannah. Well we started the show by talking about the East-West divide this weekend Gordon um, Hearts are in a very sticky place Is it five defeats out of six I believe um, Don't take my word for it Take the word of the supporters The, the written word the, Yeah Who have daubed unsavoury graffiti On that very nice Plaza, if that's the right word, outside the main stand at Tynecastle. Once again, Robbie Nielsen is at the eye of the storm. Um, they are still third in the league, but that is no longer a certainty for them. And on the other side of the capital, the Hibernian fans who were left at the end on Saturday gave it tight to Lee Johnson. Don't you worry, we'll get to them in a minute. But for Hearts in particular, uh, Cami. Yep. I mean St Mirren next up Yes it's at Tynecastle But just not, Never strike me as the type of team You want to play When you need a result Under Stephen Robinson This season Craig Gordon As we know is injured Presumably Xander yeah. Clark Is now added to that list They have had a, a Truly brutal Brutal time With injuries this season I know Sometimes people just don't Forgive that stuff You know They, they, they sort of Accept it but I, I get Move listen. On. I get that as well, but you could. I think you could say that about a number of teams. Do you feel like theirs is particularly but, but then I would, bad? What but I would say is that you would look at the other side of the uh, capital, uh, Hibs, and mm. Hibs have lost Martin Boyle is a massive player sure. for Hibs. Aidan McGeady was coming on a brilliant game. They lost him. Kevin Nisbet didn't play for a huge part mm. of the season, so you, you put them three as their True. big players. So that would be my argument to to listen. Um, injuries, injuries happen. Clubs like Hearts and Hibs should have big enough squads to handle it. Um, they're just in a really bad place at the moment they're, They need to get a result Saturday's a massive game I think for them Because I think after that it's the Edinburgh Derby um, The following weekend So yeah it's, it's a 
they were in a position it was almost no man's land for them at one point where I didn't think they would catch the old firm at the top, but they were so far ahead of the group below yeah. and now there's one point in it. It's um it's been a really poor period for them. Yeah, four defeats in a row now, granted two of them against Celtic. Um and even you know, prior to that there were still signs, really disappointing defeat for them at Fir Park. Um in mid February as well, Roger it, that's combined with an upturn in Aberdeen's form under Barry Robson, isn't it? It's, it's, it's coming together brilliantly well, it, for him it's, and terribly for Hearts. It's absolutely bonkers. You never have seen this. Aberdeen were rock bottom. They lost 5 0 to Hearts. They lost 6 0 to Hibs. They lost at Darville, probably the, the darkest night in the club's 100 and something year history. Jim Goodwin left the club um, and suddenly they're a point behind Hearts. Mm. They could grab a passport into Europe and the way it's structured again next season, that could be worth a seven-figure bonanza to them. Yeah, they're really... And that makes that result important at the weekend, doesn't it? Getting over the line and and making sure they capitalise at times when Hearts are not doing well. Very much so. When you look at the fixtures at the weekend, Kilmarnock, rotten away from home. They go to Petodre, where Aberdeen have been really strong. Even under Jim Goodwin, they were strong at home. Hearts against St Mirren. What a game hmm. that's going to be Because if you look at the table If St Mirren were to win at Tynecastle They go hmm. to within a point of hearts And they just blew Livingston away early on yeah. In the game at the weekend yeah. St- Stephen, I don't need to tell you Stephen Robinson took your beloved mother well To two cup finals He's done an extremely good job at St Mirren um, Their home form has been phenomenal The win against Celtic will go down As arguably the standout result of this season In the Premiership um, he's brought in good players He's got them playing well mm. And it was interesting to listen to Fraser Wisher Even before kick-off on Saturday He's got the punters engaged again Good home crowds And yet somebody Is going to be disappointed To drop out of that top six Cammy. Now look, if it's Livingston Just because of where they're at In terms yep. of budgets and all that stuff People will probably David Martindale and internally They'll be disappointed But that's not unexpected as such if Hibs were to drop out of it, and if St Mirren were to now drop out of it from this position, it, it couldn't go down as a as a good season, really. So it shows you just how important these next few games are going to be. Yeah, three massive fixtures for the for the clubs coming up, and again, as you say, Hibs, they've been they've been good in spells this season, where they've, they've went on a little run, but then they've went on terrible runs as well, and they'll be hoping that this isn't the start of another terrible run. Obviously, they're off the back of. Playing the old firm and then a poor, poor result on Saturday. They've got a big game on Dun- mm. uh, Dundee United on Sunday. That's a massive game for them because look, there's loads of permutations in this. Hibs win on Sunday. Uh, sorry, Hearts get beat on Saturday. St Mirren jump mm. so close and then Hibs win on Sunday. Then yeah. it means and there's then, two points then in then it. You've got an Edinburgh derby the massive. following week yep. Easter Road. I do like the race for the top six. Although we have to say it really, it, it doesn't go beyond Livy, does it, Roger? No, Motherwell, I don't have, think they've so probably no. they've run out of games. They've done really well and under Stuart Kettlewell. Listen, but they've Gordon, run out of games. Gordon, I had said to you the night of the Scottish Cup exit to Raith Rovers <laughs> and Kirkcaldy that you're going to be disappointed because you didn't make the top exactly. six. You'd have thought I was um, off my head. And how good is Kevin Van Veen? Just out of curiosity, if you see, if he plays like that, if he played like that every week, you'd sell, you'd sell him for an awful lot of money. He was. Inspired, he came into the press room after the game at Easter Road, still in full kit and boots. He was so keen to <laughs> speak to right. us after the game. Um, he said he hadn't been feeling very well, missed a couple of chances in the first half. But he's one of these lads that, when he's on it, he is an irresistible force. 
20 for the season Cammy, For a player at a team like Motherwell Who've had the season they've had To hit 20 goals by the first weekend in April It's quite something isn't it? Incredible And it just shows you how important he is to Motherwell At this moment in time His goals are are, are amazing um, And I'll, I really like him as a player I think he's got a lot of attributes He's a, he's a big lad But he works ever so hard um, I think Roger's right though he, If he'd done it a little bit more Consistently And that's been harsh Because listen He scored 20 goals But if he was like that Every single week He would be sold for a lot of money But I really do like him I think he's a talented Talented player um, And Probably one that Motherwell will be trying to tie down In the summer Because I'm sure there'll be There'll be people mm. um, Sniffing about him They've been practising Free kicks or something During that international break Not often you see a team Dispatched two in the same game And it's not often The two free kicks Are more emphatically dispatched Than the penalty was <laughs> That's very true You know Sean God They were a pleasure to watch I, I do like a free kick I have to say Gordon There's just something Aesthetically yeah. pleasing about them And Sean Gosses is like It's kind of perfect isn't it From from where he was And what you can realistically well, Do with it from yeah, there and, and you can tell How good they are as well Because If you look at David Marshall mm. he, does, he doesn't even have a go at it He knows yeah. He knows as soon as he's left Sean Gosling And over that wall That it's in Beautifully taken And the Van Veenman Later on It was it, it was a strange one actually Because He's really whipped it Right across the goal And right into the mm. far corner It was Should the goalie have done better On the second? Yeah Roger I think you're being um, A bit a bit kind there um, I, I, I think Marcel look at that And think he should have saved that I think looking at his reaction He knew that himself He's on that side I don't know if he's just Misjudged the, the flight of the ball And the way that it has moved It was a good strike But it's one I think The calibre that David Marshall's Let, let, let me tell it. you Cammy If we're listing David Marshall's errors On Saturday That's not even in the top three Oh, yes. was it one of those days, was it? One, shoving Van Veen, foolish move <laughs> I Two, just got him angry wiping out Blair Spittle, foolish move Three, not keeping the penalty out A fortnight after he hadn't kept Jota's penalty out Both very, very similar I'm not sure, you know, can, can you go down into a dive like that any quicker Because it, it looks as if he's there But he just doesn't get there can the, it? Uh, Listen I think the, the penalty ones He'll absolutely be, be gutted about that And disappointed And he'll look back And it looks easier Oh he should save that But it, it's difficult as a penalty Whether he's stretching himself out Thinking I need to go right in the corner here Because yeah, normally that's with there And it goes closer to yeah. your body it is 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 hard but Should we listen. be holding it against goalies For not saving penalties? No not at all No, Listen See if he dived the other way Nobody mm, would be mentioning no, this exactly. He's so unlucky Lucky with that Yeah he is Anyway Right let's round off The full time teaser Speaking of goalkeepers See that's all tied together As if we plan it Nine goalkeepers Have played in the English Championship this season And have played at some point In the SPL Or SPFL You've got Wes Fotheringham Senny Dieng Freddie Woodman Jack Anik John Ruddy Tim Krul And Chris Maxwell Of Blackpool and Hibs Which is an outrageous shout um, Any more? You need to think Two more? What about like Cammy, a former Kelly goalkeeper, Daniel Backman yeah. at Watford. Gudgy yeah. got that. Sent me it. He knew that he knew the answer. He's had that in the, the bank for a while. The last one is brutal, to be fair. Go on, well, Roger. Throw we'll your one. Two or three. What about the lad Jake Eastwood? Nope. Ryan Schofield? No. Didn't play for Hibs. He was Marshall's day. Mark Oxley? No. Oh. Mark Howard. Right. I'm gonna need to tell you, I think. The clubs Go didn't on. he can't have played many for Livy and Stoke. He's probably not played many for Stoke either. It's really tough, this. No. Sarkic. Matthias Sarkic. Oh, yes. 
Uh, well done That was a tough question They're not always that tough Don't you worry They'll be a lot easier tomorrow um, Although there is a bit of a change It's not Mark Wilson He's away somewhere And now you're testing my memory It's Gordon Dale and Simon Donnelly oh, tomorrow Well remembered I was dying by for me. it to be Gordon Dale and Ken Bruce uh, not quite We'll work on that Over the next few weeks Cassie's up next So stay tuned Cassie will look after you For the rest of the evening Thank you for your company We'll be back at 6 tomorrow <laughs>